1: Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule Tonight, we have another great show planned for you. We're continuing our series, our New Year's series, New in 2022. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to overcome an identity crisis. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325 325- four two eight six one four five. And if you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page, you can just go to Facebook at home with Debbie Rule. We are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be right back. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and The Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, Call The Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. to at home with debbie rule this is thoughts from home are you questioning who you are maybe what your purpose is or what your values or what has happened to your values if so you may be going through what we call an identity crisis the term identity crisis first came from developmental psychologist and psychoanalyst eric erickson he introduced the ideas of adolescence identity crisis as well as midlife crisis believing that personalities developed by resolving crisis in life If you're experiencing an identity crisis, you may be questioning your sense of self or identity. This can often occur due to big changes or stressors in life or due to factors such as age or advancement from a certain stage, for example, school, work, or childhood. Here's what you need to know about identity crisis if you might be having one and what you can do. Symptoms of an identity crisis. Well, having an identity crisis isn't a diagnosable condition, so there aren't typical symptoms as with a cold or flu. Instead, here are some of the signs that you may be experiencing if you are in an identity crisis. You might be questioning who you are overall with regards to a certain life aspects such as relationships, age, or career. You're experiencing great personal conflict due to the questioning of who you are or the role you play in society. Big changes have recently occurred that have affected your sense of self, such as divorce. You're questioning things such as your values, spirituality, beliefs, interests, or career path that may have major impact on how you see yourself. You're searching for more meaning, reasons, or passion in your life. It's completely normal. question who you are, especially since we change throughout our lives. However, when it begins to affect your daily thinking or functioning, you may be having a crisis of identity. Is it something more serious? Well, I don't know, it could be. Any type of crisis can also result in a decline in your mental health. Viewing yourself or your life negatively has been a well-known, trusted source to be a marker for vulnerability to depression. If you have any signs of depression, consider seeking help. You should seek help immediately if they're accompanied by suicidal thoughts. Symptoms of depression can include depressed mood or feelings of hopelessness or worthlessness, a loss of interest in things you once enjoyed, fatigue, irritability, changes in appetite or weight, issues with concentration, energy levels, motivation, and sleep, Causes of an identity crisis can be uh, things that are happening in your life at a certain age. For instance, in teens or during a midlife crisis. Or an identity crisis can happen to anyone of any age at any point in one's life. Oftentimes, identity crisis or other mental health issues can arise due to a major life stressor. These stressors don't have to be inherently bad, but they can still cause a lot of stress, which makes you a question who you are and... And what's your value? Stressors can include getting married, getting divorced or separated, moving, experiencing a traumatic event, losing a loved one, losing or getting a job, new health issues, and yes, living through a pandemic and it's resulting in a tremendous amount of change. These and other stressors can certainly have an impact on your daily life and how you see yourself. One recent study found that factors such as social support stress levels, and health issues could all influence the development of our often called midlife crisis. Is there treatment for any identity crisis? Well, the first thing is identifying that you are in a crisis. Questioning your sense of self may be stressful, but it can actually be a good thing in the long term. Knowing who you are better and adapting to changes can help you grow as a person. Here are some things you can do to get through an identity crisis. Look inward and explore. Take some time out to really look within yourself and ask yourself some questions about what you like and don't like. You might even ask yourself questions like, the challenges of 2020 and 2021 has left me hopeless, overwhelmed, confused, and stressed about my future. Ask yourself questions and see if you can answer them over time and if the answers help you figure out things. Remember, you don't have to have all the answers, and they may change from year to year or possibly decade to decade. Questions might include, what qualities and characteristics define you? How has this changed over the years? If you're experiencing a major life change, how many things have changed for you? Are you content with these changes? And how can you cope with these things occurring? How has life living with COVID-19 really affected my mental health? What are your values? Is anything working in opposition to them? Have they changed? What are your interests, your passions, your hobbies? Are you doing what you like to do? And if not, why not? If you love to play tennis and you haven't for several years, what are factors that are preventing you? Has COVID-19 prevented you from having the freedom to enjoy life? What grounds you? What helps you cope with your struggling? What's important to you regarding your values, purpose in life, or sense of identity? Is there anything you feel you can do to improve your sense of self? Well, search for joy and other ways to cope. What makes you happy? What gives you life? A sense of purpose and joy? You don't necessarily have to have the perfect job, but if you aren't doing anything fulfilling in your life, then this might be why you feel like you're in a crisis. You may find fulfillment in volunteering, taking up a new hobby, connecting with others or any number of other things outside of your employment or you may find that a new job will be more appropriate match for who you are find support having good social support can help influence how well you cope with big changes stressors or questions of identity there are so many places you can find support You can look for support in your friends, partners, and family members, your community or your church, a new group, club, or organization that shares your interest, a support group, especially when dealing with new health issues, or addictions, mental health group or individual therapies, team sports or activities. The one thing is don't ignore internal or external judgment. Other people's expectations, as well as our own, can have a big effect on how we're feeling, but don't let society's standards dictate who you are or what you should be. Just because you're of a certain age, gender, or cultural group doesn't mean that you need to follow along if you are no longer believing in what you're following. Your self-perception is important to your overall well-being, and spending time and energy on judgment thinking can get you nowhere. It may take some time for people you love to understand any changes you make, but you'll be happier in the long term if you're true to yourself. Sometimes you need to seek outside help. If the stress ever gets to be too much, consider seeking outside help. This can come from a trustworthy friend, family member to talk to, or mental health professional to help you resolve and cope with what's going on. Never feel afraid to ask for help. Life especially big changes, can feel scary, but we all go through it. The takeaway? Well, sense of self and identity is important to everyone. Although having an identity crisis can make you feel lost or frustrated, these types of crisis can also be fundamentally helpful. Questioning your sense of self, your purpose, your values can help you gain a better sense of who you are and who you will be. Remember, Change is part of life and looking back, you will see that you've been changing all along. If you're experiencing a lot of major life stressors and you feel like you're in a serious mental health crisis, contact a professional who can help you work through what you're going through. And remember, new in 2022, sometimes we just have to get back in touch with who we are, what our values are, and what we were purposed to do in this life. If it comes with a change, We adapt to that change, but we never forget who we really are. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay with us, and we'll have a lot of things to talk about tonight on At Home with Debbie Rule, new in 2022, how to overcome an identity crisis, and lots more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that help support the mission. West Central Wireless, Heritage Funeral Home, Jacoby's, Bob Moore Tire, and At Home with Debbie Rule. The mission of the Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, Menard, Kimball, and Concho counties, including surrounding areas, by providing services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community. If you're sick, injured, or feel like you need to see a doctor, call Frontera Healthcare. Frontera Healthcare offers primary health care, sick care, and preventive health care services. Call the clinic for availability of COVID and flu vaccines. Frontera Clinics are located in Brady, Mason, Menard, and Junction with sliding fee discounts based on family size and income. Dental services are provided at the Brady Dental Clinic plus Behavioral Health Services, Counseling and Psychiatric Consultation available at all clinics. In Brady, see Dr. Utterback and Brady's new nurse practitioner, Kate Young at the Frontera Medical Clinic at 2205 South Bridge by Walmart or call 597-0102. For dental care, see Dr. Katie Whitworth at the Frontera Dental Clinic at 1211 South Bridge in Brady or call 597-0464. For behavioral health assistance such as counseling, call the clinic. For more information, go to fronterahn.org, go to Frontera Health on Facebook, or click on the Frontera logo on the knelradio.com homepage. Frontera, your healthcare home. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about having an identity crisis, new in 2022. You know, we talked about having a fresh start and um, things that we can do to maybe just change one thing this year to help us become uh, more healthy emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And. Another thing that we want to think about is that, especially through the last year and a half, 2020, 2021, uh, a lot of people experienced uh, a lot of trauma, whether it was loss of a family member, loss of a job, relationships were uh, stressed and strained, children were thrown into environments that they weren't used to as well as their parents and other adults, and so uh, we have experienced life... um, in ways that we never have before through COVID-19 and also then there's just the general stressors of life that happen without living in a pandemic, whether we are having uh, issues of divorce, separation, uh, like I said, the loss of a family member or someone close to you, uh, changes in job, changes in your environment, um all of these things that can trigger us uh, trying to figure out who we are, are we really who we think we are, um, what are our values, have we lost our value system? You know, all of those things can be questioned at certain times in our life, and that can trigger and can most certainly be a uh, stepping into having a crisis and what we call an identity crisis. So joining me this evening on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Rudy.
0: Hi, Debbie. It's so nice to be here with you today.
1: Well, it's always wonderful to do the show with you, and I love all of your insight and wisdom that you have for our listeners, as I learn a lot every week uh, with some of the things that you share as well. And so I know that this is a subject that um, you probably will have a lot of input on, not because you've personally experienced identity crisis, but some people do. You know, a lot of children um, going into their teen years begin to experience identity crisis. Who are they? They're maturing into these Uh, you know, these little humans into teenage humans that have hormones and all these things going on. And of course, there's a lot of questions that go on um, as they grow into those teen years and then become a young adult. Then we also know that famous midlife crisis, which uh, can bring a lot of uh, bad choices that some people make because they're just questioning What have I done with my life? My life is halfway over. I'm not happy in my relationships. I'm not happy in my job. You know, whatever it is, uh, you begin to get depressed or, um, you know, sometimes it's just deception in your mind because you're dealing with the fact that you've become a certain age and maybe you had an unhealthy expectation of where you thought you were supposed to be by that age and you didn't, you know, you didn't achieve it. Uh, So a lot of things can trigger being in an identity crisis and also the fact that we've just uh, been dealing with a pandemic uh, that we thought that with vaccinations would kind of uh, get better now we've seen high numbers again uh, through the holidays and through the first of the year Uh, but there's always hope and if you are one that's struggling with finding who you are we've got some things that you can think about tonight to help you through that.
0: And that's so good, Uh, everything you said. There's just so much there, it's going to be hard to do it all in one show. Yeah. But um, I remember one time I put together a a message that said, uh, you are who you say you are. And so when you talk about identity crisis, uh, a crisis is not anything anybody wants to be in. No. But you can have an identity conversation. And parents should have these with their children and tell their children who they are this is who you are uh, you're a, you're a rule and you've got a good name and you're expected to work hard and we don't quit if we start something we finish it You know, that's what we told our kids if you go out for a team you're staying through the whole season whether you play mm-hmm. or not you've committed to it and you're gonna be dependable mm-hmm. so you tell your children who they are well you have to know who you are first Mm-hmm. And so you have an identity conversation. That's where you sit down and decide, what kind of person do I want to be? I remember years ago, promise keepers came out and encouraged mm-hmm. men to be promise keepers, mm-hmm. to do what they said they were going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was an eye-opener for a, a lot of men across the country. So uh, you have that identity conversation, and mm-hmm. you state who you are, and then you be that person.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, so I really like what you're saying is that some people have never really even found their identity and who they are. So that's really good, you know finding your value system and your faith system and, you know, who you are, who you were created to be, your purpose, and um, thinking about that and then telling yourself, you know, and even voicing that to others, this is who I am and this is who I was created to be. A lot of people um, have identified with who they are. They went to college. They started a career, whatever it may be. They started, you know, a family, uh, marriage, family relationships and all of those things and then something tragic happens in their life and they begin to question who they are because you know when trauma comes it affects the way we think and it's hard to get beyond sometimes those negative thoughts so what do we do when we start having negative thoughts that are brought upon by just a crisis in our life, you know, um, whether it's a loss or whether uh, an ending of a relationship that was significant in our life, um, you know, children that are getting in trouble or, you know, all of these things in our life as adults and even as young people uh, can just really cause a lot of negative thoughts to go into our mind about who we are. And so, You know, I like that you're saying that we have to identify, we have to tell ourselves who we are. We have to know who we are. And when you feel like you're going through a crisis, you have to remind yourself, you know, you do have a value system. You do have self-worth. You are important, even though a job may change, even though a loved one may go and be with the Lord. We still have something to do on this earth, and we have to remind ourselves of that. And if it's significant change... Sometimes it's just accepting that change and moving with it that helps us to begin to say, okay, this doesn't define who I am. I'm going through a change, but I still am who I am. And maybe there's even some things that I can make better. Sure. I promise you, that's always going to be something we can do, make things better.
0: That's right. In the 90s, uh, a word buzzword came into corporate America, and it was empowered, yes it was also used in uh, politically Mm -hmm. and it's a great word Mm -hmm. because so many people felt like they had no power Mm -hmm. they had no power to choose they were being directed and forced and pushed and pulled and run over and and just they had no say and they always had say especially Mm -hmm. by the 90s which when things really had improved and Mm -hmm to be told you have the opportunity to determine your own code of ethics. Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity to determine your own code of conduct. If you don't think something's right, you don't have to go along with it. You can stand up, you are empowered. You may speak up, you may speak out. And so many people had been powerless for so long they didn't know how to Mm -hmm. embrace being empowered Mm -hmm. and children don't know how to embrace being Mm -hmm. empowered now they'll rebel against their parents and pitch a fit and stomp around and sometimes they run over their parents but whenever they get to school or to a job or if they get in the system criminally they Mm -hmm. find out real quick they have no power there Mm -hmm. until they learn how to be empowered Mm -hmm. so to realize that you can choose your own code of ethics You don't have to go along with your families. You don't have to go along with your employers. You can set your standard as high as you want it Mm -hmm. and then stand by it. And people that do that feel like they're living an authentic life, a congruent life with Mm -hmm. their attitudes and their desires and their goals. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, fulfillment. That's how you get fulfillment. When you're somebody somebody else wants you to be, And that's when you were describing, you know, someone who graduates high school, goes to college, gets a career, and then something happens, and they wonder who they are. Well, maybe they've been directed by loving parents. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been put on a path, and they've trusted, and they've kind of just gone along with the flow, and they did well at everything. And then all of a sudden, there's a a big earthquake in their life, and they're like, wow, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with this. Who am I anyway? Mm -hmm. Why do I... I've never liked what I'm doing why am I doing it so Mm -hmm. that is a identity crisis
1: yeah Um, well the tagline for uh my ministry, my personal ministry and the things that I do, Debbie Rule, empowering others to fulfill their destiny. That is just who I believe, you know, my calling is. And I uh, just called to help people and to help them identify things in their life, to help them be living the purpose and the destiny that they were created to, you know, to live. Because that's where they find true fulfillment, like you're talking about. And I just know personally for myself, I experienced— um, things a few years ago, five, six years ago, I guess, um, in my life where I knew that I was called to empower people to fulfill their destiny, that I knew that I was called to ministry. I knew that I was called to all these things. I had been working in it, but went through a little bit of a traumatic time with uh, people that came into my life that was trying to re-identify who I was or or change or change who I was. And so I would say I was going through a tremendous identity crisis. I, even though I knew who I was and I knew that God had called me to do some things and I knew what I was doing, I felt, you know, convicted in my heart that it was right. Um, Not not that I'm always right or that, you know, there weren't mistakes in those things, because I'm not going to say that, you know, people can have conflict and there's, there's issues on both sides. No one is ever at total fault. So I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that even years of walking in the identity that I had known myself to be, I began to question and almost throw out the window sure. because um, of just traumatic experiences with people, um, you know, that had hurt me or said things or, you know, tried to direct me in a different way. And so, you know, um, for people that know who you are and something comes into your life that uh, you're not expecting and all of a sudden you begin to question You know, what have I been doing all these years and and why am I doing it really? And if this is why I'm doing it and this is what happens, then maybe I'm just not supposed to be doing this. Or maybe, you know, I'm just a failure. Maybe I'm just not cut out to do this. Maybe I just thought I could do this and I really can't. Um, So, you know, that's why I say it's so important to have the people around you that support you, that encourage you, like you're talking about, that empower you, um, that lift you up when you're down um, and get those negative people and negative thoughts out of your life that are trying to define who you are. Now, sometimes we go through times where... You know, God is changing things in our life, and you know we have to change things. You know, to become a better person, and we begin to be convicted of things we need to change in our life, and and that I'm not talking about that. That's the good change, you know, that comes sometimes in an identity crisis. But but you know, we can be drugged down. We can know exactly who we are and what our value system is and what our faith is. And we can have a crisis in our life where we begin to question every one of those things. And what do you do when that happens to you? And so,
0: yes, it's good to keep those two separate. There's sometimes we need to change. But when we know we're doing something that we're called to do and then something comes against us, somebody comes along and says, you're not any good at that or you shouldn't be doing that or you're in the wrong you're in the wrong here that's uh, an attack mm-hmm. and it's an it's an opportunity for us to start having self doubt right and it's uh it's a cancer it can come in and wreck us it can throw us for a loop it can totally shut us down and so that's where that old saying is really true. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yes. Because some things can come against you to totally stop what you're doing, the work that you're doing, uh, the mm-hmm. ministry that you're doing, or the life that you're living. And it's killed it. And it's mm-hmm. now it's dead. It's on the side of the road. And so if you realize that that's happening, then you have to do some self-talk. You have to mm-hmm. take captive those thoughts in your mind. Mm -hmm. And you have to be positive. You have Mm -hmm. to reject the negativity, the attack from uh, whoever's trying to shut you down or stop you. You've got to be real. Uh, There may be some, and this is an off-use term, constructive criticism. What people don't understand is criticism is criticism. Yes. There's really no such thing as constructive criticism. Yes. You're being criticized. You, all of a sudden, you feel like, man, I've been Criticized. Yeah. And that's how it feels. And he well, it's constructive criticism. No, it's not. It's hurtful and it's destructive. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing in a positive, encouraging way without being critical, without criticizing. Yes. So don't ever say, well, I've got some constructive criticism for you.
1: Don't you can, start it off that way. That's right. Say, hey, <laughs> let's talk
0: about this. May, yeah. It might be better if you do this instead of mm-hmm. saying, well, when you do that, it just, it's Me terrible. Too. Um, it's hard enough to keep yourself pumped up. Yeah. You need people to help pump you up and say, you know what? You're not perfect. You made a mistake here, but that's all right. People make mistakes. We love you. You're doing great. You're going to be successful. We're behind you 100%. Don't let this get you down. It's like being a coach. Mm-hmm. When you coach Little League, mm-hmm. you know, especially baseball, if you bat in 300, that means you strike out seven out of 10 times or you don't yeah. get on base seven out of 10 yeah. times. What do you tell those kids? They they throw the ball away, and you're like, you run out there and scream at them, they're going to cry and mm-hmm. fall down and they're not coming back.
1: Well, and they really haven't learned anything now. They're,
0: You've destroyed they're, it. You've ruined yeah. it. Yeah. You go out there, and you encourage and say, hey, that was a good throw. You had it going in the right direction. Just need to pull it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or keep your eyes open when you swing the bat. You'll make contact. You know, you be encouraging. Yeah. And you have to do that for yourself. Sometimes you have to coach yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can go to your spouse and say, you know what? I need you to say something good about me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really Mm -hmm. worthless and low down and no good. Mm -hmm. And that's where you help each other. And especially in a marriage, you want to help each other be the best you can be so that you'll have that. Fulfilling, happy, joyful marriage.
1: Our tendency a lot is to tear each other down mm-hmm. rather than to build each other up. So that's very good. Um, so I, I uh, you know, for me, you know, what, what I had to do back to that situation that was going on is I had to kind of just one day wake up and say, what is my value system you know, this is who I am. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. I know that this is who I am. And, you know, you can make destructive decisions and choices when you're living in a situation like that because you've, you've got to find yourself again. And, you know, and then what we're talking about, new in 22, you know, find yourself and be better. You know, let's be better. Let's not struggle anymore with the things that we're struggling with in life. You know, the support system that you're talking about, a marriage, you know, a a, a husband and wife supporting each other, other family members supporting, supporting your kids, getting involved, getting involved in a, you know, a church or an organization uh, where people can surround you and encourage you and, you know, like you said, empower you and And that they know you so well that when you're down, they can tell, you know, and they come to you and they say, hey, you don't have to say anything. I just I sense that, you know, you need some prayer and I'm going to pray for you or, you know, I'm here if you need to talk or, you know, um, so blessed by starting Celebrate Recovery. What a wonderful place that people have come to be able to just be real with one another and say, you know, I'm struggling. I'm struggling and I'm not perfect and I want to be this person, but I need some help. Can you help me? Can you just be, you know, walk with me? Can you just support me when I'm feeling weak? Can you just encourage me when I feel like a low life? Can you just um, be someone in my life that I can help and that I can help you too? You know, well,
0: the beautiful thing about Celebrate Recovery is that people can fail and can yeah. be honest about it, and can be encouraged to get up and try again. And you can fail over and over and, they and over can come again. In and say, you know, I failed. And <laughs> yeah, everybody accepts. And them we all everybody do. Everybody does. We
1: all fail. That's and right.
0: So, you know, it's how it's not how many times you fail. It's how many times you get up again. Yep. And never give up, and never yep. stay down, and never accept that you are a failure. Yeah. You're just. Working towards your success.
1: And sometimes, you know, bad things happen to good people. There's a book out there that's titled that, that, you know, that bad things happen to good people. And sometimes you are a victim of circumstance. And you've just got to make the best of the circumstance and try to get yourself out of the situation. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, as parents, you're dealing with the aftermath of, you know, choices your children have made. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's just taking a moment, and, and like I had in an open co- opening comments, asking some questions, just having some quiet moments to yourself and asking yourself some questions and saying, you know, who am I really? And what is my value system? And I know what it is, and I know who I am, and I need to come back to that, or I need to make that better, you know, or, or that is undefined in my life let me find out what it is that I really believe. And don't let someone else tell you who you are or what you believe, but you find what you believe. You know, you were saying that.
0: That's right. You are who you say you are. I love that. I'm going to be, this is who I'm going to, I had a, I knew a man one time, he would introduce himself. He was in ministry. He'd say, this is the kind of man I am. And then he'd tell you, this is the kind of man I am. And Man, it was encouraging. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's the kind of man I want to be around, uh-huh. you know, and, and know who you are and make it a statement of who you are. This is who I am, and then live up to it.
1: That's right.
0: And set your goals high. Yeah. I
1: and mean, when you fail, you it's can okay. Be that person. That's Get right. back up and keep going.
0: Are we taking a break? We are. With that thought,
1: we're going to come back, and we'll come back with the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about new in 2022. We are talking about having an identity crisis and what we can do to get out of that and how we can become better and new in 2022 by finding who we were and perfecting that you uh, this year. So stay with us. We've got a lot of great um, things to share with you tonight. We'll be back right after this message. New in 2022, have you or someone you've known been dealing with hurts, habits, or hangups? Are you looking for a place where others understand and admit that we all need a better way to live life? Part of Texas Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered, 12-step recovery program designed to help deal with past hurts, unhealthy habits, and hang-ups that keep us from successful living. Celebrate Recovery is not just for those dealing with addictions to drugs and alcohol. Celebrate Recovery is much more. Anger issues, insecurities, codependency, abuse, fear, anxiety, divorce. Celebrate Recovery helps us all find freedom, support, healing, peace, and new life. Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery meets Thursdays at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Heart of Texas Event Center located at 804 San Angelo Highway. We look forward to you joining us this Thursday at 6 o'clock. What is in your future is so much better than what's in your past. The time is now to come and celebrate with us. Are you facing a crisis or has something unexpected happened to you? Maybe your home and relationships have been harmed by divorce, or do you have marriage, parenting, or blended family issues, career choices, financial issues, addiction, or just plain old I need to know how to do life better to avoid making so many bad choices. At Home Success Coaching is a great place to start. If you need someone to listen, someone to talk, to process your feelings, insight, or advice on how to have a better life, At Home Success Coaching can help you out of a crisis or just help you stay on the right path and reach the the goal of having the very best home, family, and relationships possible. At Home Success Coaching is a nonprofit organization and there is no charge for our services or programs that are offered. Visit at homesuccesscoaching.com. That's at homesuccesscoaching.com. Helping one home at a time. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about new in 2022. And we are discussing tonight having an identity crisis and how do you get out of it and how do you become even better in 2022. And, you know, we've all experienced a lot of uh, trauma and uh, with the pandemic. Some people have experienced it even more so with the loss of loved ones, jobs, uh, things changing all around them, the way they used to do something. They have never been able to do it that way again, learning new ways to deal with situations, um, you know, just things being so different. And then there's just the normal stresses in life that we deal with on a normal basis uh, that come and go trials and tribulations we will always have and so uh, learning to find who we are and what we were created to do and to walk in that and sometimes we uh, have a little bit of a crisis that comes with uh, life and that's trying to either figure out who we are or remember who we are and then becoming even better. Than who we were before And that's what we're trying to do This year in 2022 Is become new and better In 2022
0: Sure And so uh, you always want to get better With age comes wisdom You know they say you don't get to be Old Being a fool So there's no such thing as an old fool But (laughs) um, you do wise up You learn from your mistakes And hopefully and you try to be better and as you get older you find that you have people looking to you for answers you might have children you might have grandchildren you might have friends and neighbors and as you get older they hope and expect you to be wiser and they'll put you in that role even if you're not and so it's it's good to try to embrace that and we can improve you know you were talking earlier about change debbie and this also happened in the Late 80s, early 90s, a lot of change was going on in corporate America. And people don't like change. Mm -hmm. Children. Let's
1: let's look at what we've just recently been through with all the change.
0: Children don't like change. They want, hey, that's not how we did it last time. We hear that from our grandkids.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: not how we did it last time. That's not where we went last time. They don't like change. So we're resistant to change naturally. And whenever we... You know, going through high school is a good experience because it changes constantly. Mm -hmm. Every year you bump up a grade, you take different classes, you have different teachers. Um, Whenever you get out in the work world, when you go, especially today, when you go on an interview, you need to include this in your resume as well, but in the interview, you need to they're going to ask you, how do you feel about change? And the correct answer is, I embrace change. Because when you're in an organization and there's change, the person that embraces it and gets on the front edge of it and has the right attitude about it because management's already decided to bring in this change. And if you're dragging your feet and you're resistant, guess who's going to be asked to leave? But if you say, man, I'm going to learn everything I can about it. I'm going to be on the front edge. I'm going to be the cheerleader. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to make it work. Then guess who's going to get rewarded? Mm -hmm. And so it's all about our mindset. I used to hate change. I was a creature of habit. I want things to stay the way they are. I'm not changing. And I learned this lesson the hard way about embracing change. Mm -hmm. And I went through a seminar where... They're saying basically the same thing I'm saying. If you embrace change, guess who gets to stay? If you resist change, guess who we say bye to? Mm -hmm. And so as parents, we can teach our children that too. What we've been through, again, if it didn't kill you, it made you stronger. Mm -hmm. 20 and 21 and 22 have been just indescribable Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in the challenge that they've been for all of us. But we've rolled with it. We've survived it. We should be very proud of ourselves, that mm-hmm. we're resilient, that we're strong, that we haven't pulled our hair out and ran into the hill screaming, you know, and not come, come back because it has been. Uh, it's, it's an ongoing challenge. Mm-hmm. And we look to experts on the television, and now we don't know who to trust. I mean, it's just a big, ugly mess and yet we're still surviving and thriving. Mm-hmm. And that's because we're strong and we're resilient and we're intelligent and we have a good foundation.
1: Right. And uh, and so hear what he's saying, that we are surviving. If you are one of these people that are feeling like you're in crisis and you're not surviving, you know, we we uh, talked about in opening comments, you know, looking inward and exploring, you know, questions that you may ask yourself and you were just talking about this. You know, if you're experiencing a major life change, how have things changed for you? Are you content with these changes? You know, what, um, what do you feel like you can do to make it better? And, you know, asking yourself, what qualities and characteristics really define me? And have I come away from that? Or what are some things that um, maybe need some improvement? How has this changed over the years? And what are some things that I need to change in the new year? You know, what are some things that we can do when we look inward? Because if you feel like you're in a crisis, or maybe you don't even know you're in a crisis, but if you, if you are experiencing depression, if you have a lot of irritability, if you are um, making choices that you wouldn't normally, you know, choices you wouldn't normally make, decisions that are destructive rather than constructive you're just out there trying to figure out what you need to do and you don't really know what you're doing maybe you are experiencing a little bit of a crisis and you know to what extent I don't know you know if you are experiencing a tremendous amount of depression to what degree do you need you're
0: describing crisis yeah
1: do you need to talk to someone about that um, and so this is really where I'm going tonight is that um, if you don't identify you are in a crisis, look at your actions. If look you at your consequences. and your consequences and the things that you've been doing, the things you've been thinking about, you know, sometimes people can be in such a crisis that they can have you know suicidal thoughts.
0: You know, if you'll stop for a moment and do a self-evaluation, you might say, I am mm-hmm. out of control. Yes. Yes, I need to talk to somebody I need to stop
1: And we don't realize it And then sometimes, you know, consequences come in our life And it's like, whoa, wait a minute I I know, I wish I hadn't done that And, you know, that really isn't who I am And then you try to, you know, backtrack and say Okay, this really is who I am I know that that doesn't reflect who I am Because that was a bad choice But then we have to live through that So, um, you know, Recognizing when you're in a crisis and getting the help that you need, finding the support network that you need around you, asking yourself these questions to help identify where you are and where you're going. You know, these are just good questions to ask yourself all the time you know how am i doing we do all these self checks especially is so women true, you know so they do true. all these self checks on everybody else around them in the family and around and the neighbors and you know everybody at church and everybody in every organization that they volunteer in how is everyone let me do a well check on you and we're dying That's over right. here
0: how you doing? I'm fine. And I'm then you
1: <laughs> twist off. Yeah. You know, and um, and so you need to do a regular self check.
0: Let me say this. If you think you're about to go insane, you are. Yeah. If you think, man, I'm about to lose my mind, you are. Yeah. And you need to You gotta to do, take a moment. You need to do some self help. Yes. Some self healing. Yeah. It's okay to say no, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm out. I'm out on this deal. I need some time for myself and yes. you got to be smart about it.
1: And people feel so guilty That's because right. you know they they take time for themselves and I'm not talking about being selfish and neglecting responsibilities or people in your life, you know, to that point, but I'm also talking about the person that gives beyond what they can really give and remain a healthy person emotionally, physically and spiritually. And we sacrifice those things you know, to care for everyone else and we don't care for ourselves. And then we wonder why and we're in a crisis. Listen,
0: your body will shut down. Absolutely. And your mind will shut down. Absolutely. And they used to call it a nervous breakdown. And it's real. Mm-hmm. You it, you're, it, you will shut down and then you're out of it for a long time. Yep. And then you talk about a personal crisis. You talk about self-doubt. You're like, man, I don't know if I can trust myself anymore to take on anything. Yeah, Don't put yourself that far out there.
1: Well, you put yourself in danger and others in danger as well oh, when you absolutely. get to that
0: point. And it's destructive.
1: And, you know, right now when we're dealing with all of the illness that's around us, you know, no better time than now to make sure that you do a self-check emotionally, physically, Spiritually, where am I? Where am I and where am I headed? You know, am I caring for my body physically so that my immune system is uh, good and can fight off naturally all of these things that are going on around me? do the cautious things get vaccinated do all these things that we need to do but we still can't neglect the fact that every day we need to do a health check yeah. and we need to take care of ourselves emotionally and we've physically got to and make spiritually good
0: healthy decisions so yes. i'm reminded of a story a few years back as they say it broke the internet this suburban mom went on strike mm-hmm. she had a husband and three kids And she kept telling them, I need help. I need somebody Um, to do the dishes, clean the kitchen. You need to learn how to do your own laundry, pick up your clothes. And one day she just put a sign on the refrigerator, Mom on Strike. There was no breakfast. There was no lunches <laughs> made. She was sitting in the recliner with her house shoes on. She wasn't the TV. chauffeur that day. She wasn't taking anybody anywhere. Yeah. She wasn't taking care of anybody. She was on strike. She didn't do any of the duties that they had gotten used to her doing, and she had told them, I need help, I need help, I mm-hmm. need help, and she was about ready to hurt somebody, mm-hmm. and she went on strike. Yep. And she did that for about two weeks, and that family learned how to hey we need to appreciate mom we need to start listening and doing what she's told us to do we can load the dishwasher we can unload the dishwasher we can mop the kitchen we can Mm -hmm. do laundry we can cook we can pack Mm -hmm. we can fold our clothes i mean but it may it broke the internet suburban mom goes on strike i'll tell you what it was an epidemic across the country yeah because all the women were like yeah that's what i'm gonna do because these people are abusing me
1: yeah Because a lot of them work outside of the home and inside the home. And, you know, one thing that I think mom could have done uh, before she went on strike, and maybe she was, I don't know, uh, is that, you know, saying, I need help, I need help, I need help. Maybe be more specific. Identify what it is and what each person could do to help. Because a lot of times someone is screaming, I need help. And the people around them are like a deer in the headlights Okay, what does that mean? What what do you want from me? Well, okay, you need help. That's your problem. I mean, what what do you want me to do? I mean, you know, so especially with children... And I'll say, especially with husbands, you know, lists are great.
0: This is what I need you to do. This is what I need.
1: Be specific. Write it down. Put it on the refrigerator. I need you to go
0: out there and clean out the garage.
1: (laughs) These are your chores. You know, when you get home from school, this is what I expect from you and this is what I need. And then monitor it and enforce it. And you make
0: such a good point because I'll tell you what I can just see that woman thinking. Don't these people see it? They don't.
1: Well, a lot of times we think you know, people it. can read our mind or that these little children know that they're supposed to clean up their room. No, they don't. They were born to be pigs, that's right. and they do not know how to have that's order, right. and mm-hmm. they do not know how to do and unless you've you... got a
0: child that's the unique one that folds everything and keeps everything <laughs> neat. You're one of them, and it's
1: because they've observed what you're doing, but the thing is is that we have to teach our kids how to do it i've heard stories and stories of moms that have said you know when my my son wouldn't pick up his clothes and so when he turned you know i got tired of washing all the clean clothes over again so when he was 10 years old i said we have a date and she took him to the laundry room and she said i want to introduce you to mrs washing machine and mr dryer and she taught him how to do his laundry And she said, this is what you're expected to do. Then there was a big old outrage. Oh, my goodness. How could you expect a 10-year-old boy to do his laundry? What is wrong with that woman? Well, that woman was delegating and teaching her son how to be a good husband, a good mate, a good helper, a good partner, and someone that could take care of himself and not depend on someone else to come along that maybe he didn't need to have in his life to take care of him. So, you know, sometimes we get criticized for the things that we do. But, you know, we have got to do what we feel is right for our family and for us. And we've got to teach and train and be specific and make lists and say what we need and not expect people to read our minds. And If you don't
0: take care of yourself, who's going to? That's
1: right. That's right. Now, if
0: your spouse comes along and says, you know what, you need to take a break, maybe you should listen. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen all as often as it needs to happen.
1: Yeah. And if that's the situation, I know you are so good about that with me that when you start sensing that I'm really getting stressed out and I've been working, you know, seven, 24 seven, it seems like, you know, every time I turn around, you know, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Well, I got to go do this. and You know, you just get that roll your eye kind of look, you know, but you're so good to make me sometimes to say, you know what? This is the time that you're not going to have your computer out. You're not going to be doing this. We're, we're going to go do something. And sometimes it's literally just getting me out of the house. So I'm not doing something while I'm there uh, because you might have my attention for 10 or 15 minutes and then I'm off, you know, sneaking off to do some things that I need to do. So sometimes it's just, you know, removing yourself from an environment and just saying, you know, I need to take 45 minutes. I need to take four hours. I need to take four days wherever it is that you are and say, I need to do some self evaluation. I need to do some rest. You know, I need a little R and R, rest and relaxation. I used to always say I need a little R and R that I need a little Rudy rule time. You know, rest and relaxation time. You know, we all need it. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty here's the point. If, if you, you find ever yourself needing that.
0: Gotten sick and were unable to do anything for three or four days. Well guess what? The world kept turning. Everybody kept on going. Maybe you were missed. But hey, you took four days out while you were sick. (laughs) And you came back, and it was all still right there. So, yeah.
1: We, yeah, we traveled a little bit more this year. And I thought, oh my gosh, the world's going to go upside down at work and in our home and with our grandkids and with all that. I came back, and everybody was just still fine as they could didn't be. Even know you were and gone. I just thought, oh, they didn't even miss me, you know. But I'm sure that at times there were things where people in my life missed me. But as you say, the world will keep going right. around, and it'll so, be there when you get back. Right. But it sure is hard. When we kill ourselves, you know, make ourselves unable to be able to do the things we need to do because we didn't take care of ourselves in the first place. So, you know, caring for yourself emotionally, physically, and spiritually can really prevent you going into the crisis that we're talking about tonight. And that takes self awareness every day where am i emotionally where am i physically where am i spiritually am i feeding myself in every one of those areas and am i caring for myself in every one of those areas because if i care for myself then i have the energy and the ability to care for those around me that's so what we don't understand
0: got talked into getting a smart watch i kind of like it i'll be wearing Is it smarter it. than you well, yeah, I don't know how to
1: use it. <laughs> it's smarter than you, then.
0: It, uh, but it'll vibrate, and I'll look down, and it'll say, "Breathe." Yeah. Every minute of breathing adds to your lifespan, or some goofy stuff like that. But I'm thinking, <laughs> you're telling There's me some to truth breathe, there. but what it's saying is, stop and take a deep breath, yes. and in with the good, out yes. with the bad. Yes. Yes. And it's it's a good reminder to hey 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 hey. Be careful out there, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of yourself because you have people that depend on you.
1: That's right. This is crazy because, and I'm going to just end with this little funny, but um, when I got my new car, there was, there's this uh, warning that will go off every so many miles. I'm not for sure how many it is. I think it may be like 150 miles or whatever. Anyway, every so often uh, when you're traveling, there will be a uh, warning that will come and it will say coffee break and it'll have the little coffee cup right there and what it'll beep and what it's telling you is it's time to stop take a stretch take a break and then you know resume your trip
0: refresh Uh, refresh and
1: we need to stop when the alarms go off and we need to take a break and we need to refresh Thank you so much for inviting us into your home tonight. I always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule.
0: And I'm Rudy Rule.
1: We'll see you next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week.
0: Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow at home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships.